So here we go again. Hello. Okay, um, I'm just not going to have a career in singing, as we can see. So on the last recording, I actually did mention that this time I will talk a little bit about attachment styles. It's, um, I'm going to be honest, one of the first psychological principles which had such a big impact on how I decide my life, decisions about my life, how I decide career, how I decide relationships. So it has made a massive, massive difference in me trying to connect with other people, trying to understand future relationships, past relationships. And um, I just think it plays a massive role in every aspect of our life. So I'm just going to make a little summary here. So I'm going to start by recommending a fantastic book, not paid, luckily. Actually, not that luckily. I would love to get some money, but uh, this time, <laughs> of course, it's uh, after three episodes. Okay, I'm being a bit silly. Great. Um, so one of the first books I would like to highlight, which I read, I'm going to be honest, in one day, which I think it's such, it's made such a massive impact on how I see with the world, how I understand people of different type than I am. So it's, it's basically, the book is called, in English, it's called Attached, the Science of Adult Attachment and how, we, how it can help you find and keep love. Sounds, um, sounds a bit like those clickbaits on YouTube, oh, what to do to find your man. Yeah, but this one is actually um, very much science-related and it's deeply rooted in psychology. And actually, my therapist recommended it, so it's proven by a doctor. Like, you know, the advertising for toothpaste with uh, <laughs> doctor actors, but this time it's actually true. So the book is written by Amir Levine, Amir Levine, how uh, some Latin languages might understand, including Romanians would read it like this. So it's a fantastic book, truly, and it talks about the three types of attachment, which kind of like define the population. So there's three types in total. And the first one, let's just, I'm just going to take them um, one by one. And then I'm going to say approximately how much of the population is div divided between these types and um, how it can affect their behavior and how is the connection between two people of the same type, of different types, and so on. So the types are basically, number one is anxious, number two is avoidant, and number three is secure. So let's just talk a little bit about their definitions and what their behavior is, so maybe you can relate to one of them, or you can understand the person you love. So let's just talk about uh, anxious. Mm, this, <laughs> it's like my fourth name. It's not like I have many names, but uh, it's been one of the descriptions that I've had for a while, I have to be honest. And um, for example, anxious uh, is defined or is uh, characterized by, I'm just going to describe how I would like to be fit. <laughs> um, okay, so anxious. Mm. For example, I couldn't stay alone when I had, I was a bit anxious. I would always, I would be triggered by many things. I would, um, I would be jealous crazily I would struggle communicating what my needs are I would always be on the edge of my seat and I would never really know what to do because my heart would be pumping so much I would be so nervous all the time and I would get annoyed easily by anything so I would always be at my edge of, at the edge of my seat because I would want to control things I would be so I would be really irritated almost all the time so that kind of like defines anxious so I would not trust my partner I would not trust my friends I would not I would get activated by anything that my parents tell me mm. 
Let's go down to an anxious defines, from what I understood from Amir's book, it defines, I think, 30% of the population. Then we go on to, to avoidant. Avoidant is, um, it's just the type I've, I've been called. <laughs> I definitely was when I was around 16, 18. Um, and then even recently I had some moments which could be characterized as avoidant, to be honest, in my current relationship. But I know deep down I'm much more, I'm secure and anxious, much more secure and anxious. And it's just a bit of avoidance on the surface. So avoidance is characterized that whenever our partner or someone we love shows affection, we block or we, whenever there's a conflict, we run away or when it comes to vulnerability and expressing our emotions, we block or we just try to avoid that moment. Or we, or individuals who are crazily independent and self-reliant. So in those moments, these people would say, I don't need a person by my side, I'm an independent woman, strong feminist, lol. Uh. And yeah, so it's, you might be able to relate to one of these types. <laughs> and actually some avoidant people, um, they disconsider or they don't take into they don't take seriously the importance of relationships and how it can impact their lives and how much we depend on people and how important a connection is actually. So that is avoidant, and avoidant is twenty percent of the population. Then we go to secure, which actually defines fifty percent. Secure is basically um a person who can trust people very easily. They can open up easily to people they trust. And they know their emotions and they know how to communicate with a page, with patience their emotions. So they actually don't mind when a partner gets close to them. When a partner is in need, they are there, they are calm. And they are very easy in cooperation and let's just say relationship negotiations. Sorry, negotiations. So as you can notice, secure is, and this is 50%, which is quite promising to be fair. It's a very, very... It's very great news. It's great, great news. So um, basically, um, I'm just going to talk a little bit about the combination between these styles and how people, how an individual of one type in a relationship with another type, uh, how that relationship goes basically and how they interact with each other, what are the results and uh, how the connection goes. So I'm just going to tell you a personal experience and then I'm going to tell you another personal experience. <laughs> I feel like it's much easier. By the way, all these principles are covered in Amir's book, Amir Levine, it's called, and the book called Attached. Highly recommended. It's actually quite cheap on Amazon. I have it in front of me. It's like Kindle is $6, which is quite sick, and paperback is 12 So definitely recommend it. Um, for example, a personal experience. I In the moment when I was crazy anxious... I was dating a avoidant guy and um, it's not like these types are fixed and they are not malleable. They are not, they are very influenced by the context. So imagine having, in a, like seeing a relationship where one party is overattached and they, and they keep hugging the other person and they need constant affection because they are anxious. Aka, me, versus their partner, who is quite avoidant and has sometimes has problems expressing their emotions and sometimes they block when there's too much affection around because they are just used to being so independent. Imagine that person with someone who's just overly 
overly affectionate. I know, look, now I laugh at it, but back in the days, I would be so frustrated and I would not understand why this shit is happening. And I would, I would dream about this. I would think about it at least 10 times a day. Why is it happening? So it's a fucking pain when you're in it. But after a few years, you start laughing. It's, a bit, it's like in the movies, you know, when the woman wants so much of affection or the guy or whatever. And uh, the avoidant partner, poor thing, and even poor anxious person, they, the avoidant runs away, the anxious gets closer. So it's a bit like, you know, in the teenage movies when a girl is so in love with a guy and the guy doesn't reply. Okay, this is a different situation, but it's still a bit comical if you look backwards. But deep down, it's actually quite two types which might not actually ever work out together. And it's, for example, the book, Amir's book, it mentions how the two parts, anxious and avoidant, can cooperate if they go to therapy together and they make a massive effort. But if there is no effort being made, they just cannot. It's, it's impossible. And it's always going to be a back and forth game of running for and after. So definitely a person who needs more affection. When they meet someone who is in high need of independence, their needs of emotional connection and hugs and physical connection is never going to be met. And as much as you, as an, uh, an anxious person, someone who needs always a lot of connection and closeness, being with someone who's crazy independent, like to the extreme, it's, they're never going to meet your needs and the avoidant person is never going to be free enough. They're always going to feel enchained. They're always going to feel that, even if they're not in chains, literally, but seeing the emotional needs of the anxious person is going to turn completely off the avoidant from emotional connection and even sexual connection. So that's why sometimes these two unhealthy types, when they're together, it's just horrible. I'm going to be honest with you. It's horrible. If someone doesn't figure out how they feel or they don't go to therapy, it's a bit of a Tom and Jerry situation. But then let's just say about the combination of the secure person and the anxious. That's actually much healthier because sometimes when a secure person, they know how to deal with someone who's much more anxious than them. They are patient, they take their time, they listen. So actually throughout time, the anxious person can learn how to be secure with someone who's secure. Very similar with avoidant, because with an avoidant with a secure person, they don't feel in chain because the secure might not ask for that much emotional connection and they might not turn the avoidant off. And the avoidant can slowly learn how to show a bit more affection than the day before, you know. So actually with secure, it's one of the best combinations ever. So if people are lucky to have secure people in their lives, oh, you should give them an award, I'm telling you. <laughs> so this is kind of like, grosso modo, the idea of how these attachment styles work and how, how to manage them, basically. And the book is full of tips and tricks on how to manage your anxiety and how to... Um, for example, avoidance, how to realize the important, the important, sorry, the importance of connection. It's really great. I really recommend it. For example, I'm going to give you a situation, an example of how I slowly learned not to be that clingy anymore. For example, I would be with an avoidant and I realized I actually never got my emotional needs met. I Sometimes when I would just like to stay in bed for a weekend and just hug and do nothing, just stay in bed and maybe watch a movie, just be very chill, my partner would always say, oh, let's stop fucking around, let's leave, you know, which is okay, like, there's different people with different habits, but sometimes I, would, I wouldn't do this every day, I would do it maybe once in two weeks, once in, once in three weeks, which is, to be fair, not that much when you're in a relationship, and um, yeah, it's, in these moments, just realizing 
yo bro, I have this need, I need it, I need it, and I'm not gonna ask someone to change themselves for me, but I'm just gonna move on, I'm just gonna find someone else, because in this moment, when you're suffering so much, and the other person is being just sent away, it's not healthy, it's really not healthy, and truly the moment you do find someone who meets your needs and some are just as independent as you, they will turn you on and then you'll get closer to them because independence is just uh, sexy, you know? The same with emotional connection. When you find someone who's just as affectionate as you are and then hugs you every morning and maybe even more than you thought, you start thinking, I'm on heaven. So really, in these moments when you feel like your needs are not met and you possibly are an anxious, an anxious type with an avoidant, you both have to work a lot, <laughs> truly, and it's um, it's one of the main parts which I learned that truly being with someone who's just as emotional healthy as you and just emo in need of emotional connection, it does help. It does satisfy your needs. You feel calm. The moment you do realize that, you can actually live your life in peace and not worry about oh, what's gonna happen next. Really, like my my anxiety was highly helped with being with someone who's actually. So they are anxious too, a bit, and actually quite secure on the other side. So you don't have to be one type, you can be a mix. So being with someone who understands my type and is a lot on the secure side, it does help a lot, to be very honest with you. So really, don't be afraid to say what's your attachment type. Don't be afraid to analyze yourself, read books. No one's going to judge you. The only person can judge you is yourself, which is unhealthy. <laughs> so just... um. Take it easy on yourself, keep learning, read books. I strongly recommend this one. And reads, for example, on Medium, there's quite a lot of articles about this. So I would definitely recommend you read about it and listen to some podcasts. <coughs> Joking, jokes aside. Uh, really, I really recommend it because it did help me a lot. So good luck and reach out if you need help. I'm very happy to have a small chat with you, send some voice recordings. Super happy. And uh, have a great day. Tot, tot, tot.